is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's hit the waiver wire. All right, tough week, everybody. Tough week here at Week 9. Six teams on by. Josh Rosen owners, Blake Wardle, Eli Manning owners, I'm talking to you. Tough week making some fantasy decisions. Also, the Bengals, Colts, and Eagles on by. Welcome, everybody, to our Tuesday show, October 30th, Halloween Eve. A spooky week of fantasy football. And uh, we'll talk about Sunday night, Monday night, and, of course, the waiver wire. What's up, guys? Have you uh, closed your shutters? For Halloween? No. For, for what? By oh, by NATO? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good players on by. And quarterback could be pretty tricky this week, especially if you were relying on Jameis Winston. Uh, as he has been benched. And Ryan Tannehill, guys like that. Um, we will, I think, I think we're gonna get a trade while we're on the air today. Today is the trade deadline. Within the next hour, there will be an NFL trade. Did you just, like, was this like a stream of consciousness thing where you were saying random names, or did you just say Ryan Tannehill? I was joking. Like, you relying on, <laughs> on, uh, what did I say? You were relying on Jameis Winston, on Ryan Tannehill. I was talking about the quarterbacks who are, are not gonna start this week. The, the, the one that hasn't started for a month. Yeah, I, look, it was a bad joke, okay? Are you surprised? Quick question for you before we get into the waiver wire priorities. What is up with Rob Gronkowski? Are we done calling him a buy low? What is happening? He's not scoring touchdowns. No Gronk spikes. He's not doing anything. He had 43 yards last night. Yeah, it's, uh, he had eight targets, so at least he's like playing and involved and all that good stuff, but. He just hasn't been what we've usually expected. Made a phenomenal catch. Yeah. Yeah. Was it catch a catch? A lot of points in highlight leagues. Was it a catch? Yeah, totally a catch. Well, yeah, and still with that phenomenal catch, 43 yards. Look, he's he is a huge bust right now, and we keep expecting him to turn it on. Tom Brady did not throw a touchdown pass last night. His first time uh, doing that since last year's game at Buffalo. Um, but how much confidence do you have in Gronkowski? Or how worried are you? Same, you know, same question, I guess. Um, it's a weird kind of worry because I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, I'm frustrated if he's on any of my rosters. I don't actually think he is, so I'm not actually frustrated. But I'm sure the person who has him is frustrated. You can't do anything about it. Is it, a, is it a case of FOMO? Fear of missing out, and that's why you don't bench him. Oh, you did not just you say that. You did not just say FOMO. Why are you quoting Pete Prisco? Look at you. It's uh, called FOMO. Yep. It's FOMO. Not F-O-M-O. It's the same thing. It's FOMO. Nobody says the letters. You're saying the acronym. I'm just saying what the letters are. Fear of missing out. Uh, would you still want to buy Gronkowski as an elite tight end? If the price is right, Absolutely. I mean, you think he's only going the rest of the season one touchdown? No, of course not, but I think it, it begs the question. We've been calling him a buy low for a month. He's been a, a terrible buy low. Sure. That makes now the perfect time to get him. Okay, you still have faith in him. That's my question. Yes. Yes, but I'm not giving up anything close to market value. All righty. No, you give up some tight end and another player and see if that gets it done. Uh, I wanted to make a point. I hope it's a good one. Two years ago, it was Jordy Nelson. Last year, it was Ben Roethlisberger. These veterans with these track records, 
who just got off to terrible starts. And people were questioning them. You know, with Nelson, it was like, well, he's coming back from the knee injury. He's not as explosive anymore, this and that. His final 10 games, he averaged 93 yards per game, and he had nine touchdowns in those 10 games. With Roethlisberger, he himself was like, well, maybe I don't have it anymore. Well, his final eight games, he had 19 touchdowns to six interceptions. He threw uh, 313 yards per game, four 313 yards per game. I'm hoping that's Gronkowski this year, uh, a veteran that it just doesn't make sense that he's struggling. Heath, I think it's the kind of thing that you see in baseball, right? But such a small sample size in football. But, you know, a veteran like Paul Goldschmidt has a bad month or something like that, and he's amazing for the next five months. I'm hoping that's what we have with Gronkowski here. And my my gut tells me it is. Uh, you know, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't have a great second half. No, I think he's going to be much better in the second half. It is, like, with the addition of Josh Gordon and with the way they're using James White, it's a little – like there's not quite as many targets available as there have been in the past few years for Gronk. I think the James White thing is huge. Just the fact that he's he's the one stealing touchdowns, not just from Gronk, but from a lot of people. Yep, got there, the rushing touchdown. There are touchdown. five Patriots that have multiple receiving touchdowns this year. Gronk is not one. Wow. Can you name them, Adam? Sure. Uh Chris Hogan did it in one game. James White, Julian Edelman – not Josh Gordon, but Philip Dorsett is one, right? You, I believe, have four. Yeah, f- there's five, you said? Yes. <sighs> ah! Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Cordero. Yeah. Oh. Well. I wasn't sure if he had one receiving and one rushing. They're starting running back, Cordero Patterson? How hilarious was that, by the way? Was that the most Belichick thing it's, ever? No, it's not, that's not hilarious at all, Adam. <laughs> It was so funny. A Come day on. after the Raheem Mostert debacle, <laughs> the Kenyon Barner situation was not even kind of funny. I, I think it's pretty funny. Maybe that's because I didn't start Kenyon Barner. I don't think many people did. I think he was like 12% started. Uh, Kenyon Barner was 12% started, 30% owned. All right, uh, get into the waiver wire in a second. Just I want to give that programming note again that I told you on Sunday. At some point this week, we're changing our feed URL. Uh, which should have absolutely no effect on you. You won't notice any difference. But when that happens, if by some chance you don't see our episodes updating, um, you know, I'm thinking today we're going to be doing this, hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, if you see any issues, anything at all, please tweet me at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, or you can email us, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Gentlemen, your top three waiver wire priorities. Jimmy, who should we be looking at on waivers this week? Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because, like you said, quarterback is a little bit tough with uh, some of the guys on a bike. And Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones is going to miss a few weeks with a hamstring problem. He's on the cusp of what we usually talk about in terms of guys to add, 64%. But still, if he's available, go get him. And then any of the three receivers, the three rookie receivers, I think, are in play here. Uh, DJ Moore, Anthony Miller, and Kiki QT. Yeah, Tampa Bay at Carolina this week. So Jamie mentioned two bucks, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Peyton Barber. Dave Heath, any other names you want to add? I'd be a little worried just thinking about QT because there's no guarantee he's going to play in Week 9, and then they don't play in Week 10. So if you add QT, do it more as like a bench stash than anything else. Um, what about Devontae Booker? We've never talked about him on this podcast, certainly not last week. We talked never about brought him up. I think, I think I talked about him last week. I'm yeah, we teasing. Oh, oh, oh. oh that was okay. A, okay. You, you sold it. That was a worse joke than mine, I'd say. The Bitano joke. Okay, I was just being sarcastic. But no Devontae problem. Booker proved Heath right. 
and uh, really did a great job stepping in for Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay still got great numbers, but if you can't get Peyton Barber, Booker, just by, you know, the lack of other talent who can get you fantasy points in week nine is someone you can go grab. This is going to be the most names that we've ever said during this portion because we normally just say the same three guys maybe in a different order. Uh, my top priority is DJ Moore. I, if I have to have a running back for this week, I'm probably adding Frank Gore. Really? How come? I don't think it's an awful matchup against the Jets. I do think the Dolphins are going to be playing from ahead. He's still getting 50-plus percent of the carries, and uh, he's going to score a touchdown. This Might week. fall into the end zone. Yeah. Sure. That's another running good back matchup. you can go get. So Booker is facing a team, by the way, just to go back to Devontae Booker, that's allowed five receiving touchdowns to running backs in the Houston Texans. So that that bodes well, I'd say, for Booker. But it's a, it's a tough stat to chase. You know, it's not all that reliable. Well, and you got to make sure that Freeman's out. Also, also very true. I don't really get it with DJ Moore, guys. I mean, he had his best game, five catches for 90 yards. He's had five, five, and six targets in his last three games with 59, 29, and 90 receiving yards. Um, I don't really get it. Well, when you see the numbers going up like that, that's typically a good sign. He stepped up with Torrey Smith not playing last week. Believe it or not, that made a difference. And I just like the way they used him. They tried to get him the ball in space, not just on catches, but also on handoffs. And he's got some playmaking abilities. He was a pretty good receiver at Maryland. And you know, in the during the draft receiver. process, I wasn't a big fan of taking him yeah, this is, where this, he was going. But this is a different story. This is adding a player who could fill in as maybe a number three receiver right away, and he's playing Tampa Bay. That's, that's an true. awesome okay. matchup. Yes. That's I true. will admit yeah. it's a little bit of confirmation bias for me because I, I think uh, we talked about multiple times. This was my favorite receiver from this rookie class, and I expected at some point he was going to surpass Devin Funches, and it looked like he maybe took a step in that direction last week, 22% of the team's targets. And he's playing Tampa Bay. Yep, Tampa Bay allows the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, which is amazing that they're not, they don't allow the most, by the way. They have allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to multiple wide receivers in the same game four times in seven games. I hope that wasn't too many prepositional phrases. And then DJ Moore's next opponent is Pittsburgh, and they allow the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So the next two weeks could be good for Ryan Fitzpatrick, or for, uh, for Cam Newton, that's for sure. Um, course facing Ryan Fitzpatrick this week uh all right so we've got Fitzpatrick Barber uh DJ Moore Anthony Miller Devontae Booker Frank Gore and then Kiki Cutie does he have the most rest of season upside on the waiver let's see if the Texans trade for Demarius Thomas today or Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Jackson all right I think I kind of expect the Texans to trade for a receiver today okay yeah it is a shame that he's Banged up right now, QT, and then on a bye next week. I just want to throw out three more names on the waiver wire. You should scan for them in shallower leagues, see if they're available. Greg Olson is 85% owned. Tampa Bay is terrible against tight ends, and so is Pittsburgh. Those are his next two matchups. And then Detroit's not very good either. Those are his next three matchups. Greg Olson, 85% owned. Sammy Watkins, 81% owned with Tyreek Hill banged up. And even if Tyreek Hill plays, I mean, Sammy Watkins at 81% uh, seems low to me. And Alex Smith, if you need a quarterback, he's 72% owned. Facing the Falcons, there's going to be a lot of guys that I just, you know, quarterbacks that you have to start this week that it's tough to have faith in. Would you rather start Fitzpatrick or Alex Smith this week? Fitzpatrick by a, a margin. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. 
Okay. Beard. <laughs> okay. Hey, what are you guys doing two Friday nights from now? Oh my gosh. That's the night, right? That's the tailgate. I'm going to be stuffing my face with amazing food and hanging out with whoever is, uh, brave slash wild and crazy enough to hang out with us in New York City. There you go. That is the Friday night tailgate on November 9th in Times Square. Go to cbssportstailgate.com for all of the information. cbssportstailgate.com. 7 p.m. Eastern, Friday, November 9th in the PlayStation Theater in the heart of Times Square, New York City. Uh, also, if you want some great gambling advice or some more fantasy advice, go to sportsline.com. Sportsline.com is awesome. I told you about that promotion. Uh, if you sign up on Thursdays, I, I'm not sure if you have to sign up on Thursdays. I'll get some clarification on that. But uh, they're doing a great charity, Feeding the Hungry on Sportsline. But we want you to sign up, sportsline.com slash join, and the promo code is fantasy to get your first month for a dollar. It's a really great website. Just check it out. You don't have to sign up uh, just to see what it's all about. And, of course, CBS Sports HQ is how you can watch Fantasy Football Today, the video show, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern until kickoff. Um, it's a 24-7 streaming, uh, CBS Sports HQ, 24-7 streaming platform of news, scores, highlights. There's fantasy talk on there. There's gambling talk on there. It's awesome. Yeah, we're very proud of it, and please check it out on your over-the-top device. Here's your tweet of the day. Hashtag Team Name Tuesday from Alex Mann. I hope the Browns' new offensive coordinator has tattoos because Cleveland tossed out everything but the kitchen's ink. Kitchen. <laughs> it's so bad. But Kitchens! Freddie Kitchens is the new offensive coordinator, and Greg Williams the new head coach for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, does this matter in fantasy? It, we'll find out. I it's I don't really like it for Baker Mayfield, but it's very possible that someone's going to get more usage now. We just don't know who it is. And Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, I, I'm week. hopeful for Duke Johnson. I'm hopeful for Antonio Callaway. You know, just to see some of the secondary guys. I mean, look, you're starting Nick Chubb, no matter who the coach or coordinator is. You're starting Jarvis Landry. And just based on position, you're starting David Njoku. Outside of that, though, that's really been it, no matter you know who was there previously. So um, we'll see if it helps Baker in the next two weeks because the matchups are great. He's still in the streaming conversation, but it's the other fringe guys, Duke Johnson in particular, because they really misused him. Like he he should be in that same conversation as Richard and Yeldon and any of these pass catching backs now or moving forward because he's got that skill set to be in that in that group. Six, seven catches a week should be the norm for him. All right, Ryan Fitzpatrick start starting. Brock Osweiler likely to start. And Pat Shermer did not commit to Eli Manning in week 10 when they come back from their bye. They'll have the Niners on the road. Jared Bills may have a new quarterback, too. Who? Oh, right. Derek Anderson got hurt late in the game. Yep. Uh, Jared Goff is beat up, but he should play. Cooper Cup has a good chance to play this week at New Orleans. Tyreek Hill strained his groin. Do we know anything more about Tyreek Hill's availability? I haven't heard anything at all. Okay, uh, Dallas fired its offensive line coach. They want better pass protection for Dak Prescott. Chris Thompson hurt his ribs, of course. And they've got Atlanta, and they Atlanta can't cover running backs. So maybe an opportunity for Capri Bibbs if Thompson is out. Ronald Jones out a few weeks with a hamstring injury. And I noticed yesterday I am the only person in the world that likes Jason Witten on Monday Night Football. I love – I think Jason Witten is awesome. Hot take. 
That's a terrible take. No. Did you hear his – I want to know why. I want to know why. Okay. I understand that he he's getting better. He's a little clumsy with his words sometimes. He's not the most polished. He says really interesting, insightful things. His analysis of the pick six was really awesome. Uh, talking about how the Patriots did something that you just don't do, using inside leverage in cover two to basically get that safety to come up, jump the route, and get the pick six. Like, I would never think of that. Most most analysts would never say something like that. He says some really awesome things. I think he's getting better and better. I'm a Jason Witten fan. Good job, Jason. Okay. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, is he playing this week? Nope. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. And do you expect the following players? You, you can ask that question every week. The answer will be the same. What? You don't think he's going to play next he'll, week? He'll be on the field by week 11. Sure, he'll be on the field by week 11, but on the field meaning the sideline? I would imagine he'd be dressed. On the sideline. Well, I hope he's dressed. It's going to be really distracting. If he's it's going to be cold. Yeah, I think they're playing Denver that week, too. <laughs> uh, do you think James Conner's a top-five running back rest of season? No. No. Top 10? Yes. Yes. No. Top 15? No. Okay, Jamie, what do you think of James Conner? I think it'll be top 20. Okay, that was my next guess. Uh, do you expect the following players? Ben Roethlisberger at Baltimore. Yes. Yes. Melvin Gordon at Seattle. Yes. Sony Michelle against Green Bay. Yes. Royce Freeman against Houston. No. Dalvin. Yes on Sony, huh? Yeah, I think he plays. Alright. Dalvin Cook That'd against cool. Detroit. No. No. Jameson Crowder against Atlanta. Who Not cares? as of now. Uh, who cares? Somebody's gotta catch passes in that game. Do they? <laughs> Allen Robinson at Buffalo. Who cares? <laughs> I care. Uh, we don't know. Kiki QT at Denver. We don't know. Not as of now. All right. Let's see. We'll do the uh, sneak peek at the waiver wire at each position. We will go over New Orleans, Minnesota, and uh, New England, Buffalo. We're also going to tell you about the first sponsor of today's show, and that would be Indochino. Yeah, you got to get yourself an Indochino suit. These things are gorgeous, but also you can't spell Indochino without Chino. And they're very excited uh, about their pants, about their Indochino chinos right now. And what you're going to do... If you want a great discount at Indochino.com, I'll tell you more about the website in a second, but you're going to go to Indochino.com and you're going to use the promo code FFT at checkout, and that is how you save 50% off the regular price of a made-to-measure premium suit, FFT at checkout. So Indochino, it's made-to-measure menswear, suits, pants, shirts, all this great stuff, really beautiful stuff. I have an Indochino suit, and it's just absolutely awesome. High-quality fabrics, and you customize every single detail. All right, how many buttons do you want? Uh how what what are the pleats going to look like? You know, just the the lining of the jacket, the monogram on the inside, all this stuff. And of course, you choose your fabric and you just get a suit that you've never had before, something that that is just personally yours and it's a great feeling. You submit your measurements, you get it professionally tailored and mailed to you in a couple of weeks. You can get this all for $359 if you use the code FFT at checkout. 359 for any premium suit. 50% off the regular price. Shipping is free. Go to Indochino.com and use the promo code FFT. And make sure you check out the made-to-measure Chinos as well. They start at just $79. Uh, waiver Wire, sneak peek. Who are we looking at at quarterback? It's magic. 
pretty much the best of the bunch right there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Derek Carr, Alex Smith, other guys you could look at, and we have more names for you. Peyton Barber, Devontae Booker, uh, Frank Gore. A couple other names to look at at running back this week? Anyone else? Elijah McGuire, Trent Cannon. All right. Deeper leagues, Josh Adams. Yeah. Josh Adams with nine carries uh, in London last week. They are on a bye. Led the Eagles. What'd you say? Led the he Eagles. Led the Eagles in carries and yards. Rush yards, yeah. And, you know, take a look at Doug Martin and Jalen Richard as well. They're uh, just under 80% owned. Wide receiver. Anybody other than those rookies? Miller, QT, and more. Uh, Devontae Parker. I think Traquan needs to be in that that first group too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, he's not really doing anything. Well, he's playing a lot, and he's going to get a home matchup against the Rams, where they're going to be throwing a lot. Hope so. They don't seem to. They don't seem to like throwing the ball very much. Well, they haven't played at home against the like. You can't compare on the road against the Ravens and Vikings to at home against the Rams. What about at home against the Redskins? No, it's not the same thing at all. I mean, he threw 30 attempts. And he did, and that was the game. I know that was a good game. 111 yards and two touchdowns. I'm just saying, Traquan Smith had one good game. DJ Moore's had one good game. I'm not really pumped up about these wide receivers. Good. You won't get them. Are you? I am very pumped up. Okay. Then I'll get on board. I'll get on board. Uh, tight end. We talk about not getting pumped up. Jamie's top priority is a guy who's on a bye this week, Jack Doyle. Who else? Uh, I tell you, I actually wrote Greg Doyle when I first did it. Uh, Chris Herndon <laughs> is the best option for this week. Former colleague Greg Doyle. Does he still write for the Indianapolis Star? He does. Okay. Also Jordan Thomas. Yeah, and uh, Ed Dixon. I mean, that's a team that's still looking for help that, at that spot. Sure. And I mentioned Greg Olson. He's mostly owned. Vance McDonald, 71% owned. Uh, his his matchup's pretty good actually. Baltimore not so great against tight ends. Not that they're terrible, but not great. And that's Vance McDonald. But yeah, he's he's pretty owned. Uh, DST this week. What are we looking at? Well, the Cowboys aren't bad. Coming off of a bye, they're taking on the Titans. Tennessee's offense. I don't think they're going to fix all their woes and off of a bye week. So Dallas should be pretty good. Uh, I I like the Chiefs. I know it's a little funny to say that the Chiefs' defense is is worth starting in fantasy, but I think they've been starting to play a little bit better. And they've got the Browns, and the Browns turn over the ball a bunch. Okay. Uh, Jamie, you got the Redskins on here, too. And, you know, it's Atlanta. Atlanta's only third road game of the year. Um, and both of their previous road games, the DSTs did very well. So you think the Redskins, you can go with them? Yeah, I think they're going to get after Matt Ryan and Ryan outdoors yeah. in what could be some – Cold weather. Uh, how about kickers? I like Brandon McManus. Okay, Brandon McManus. Mason Crosby. Picked him up in a lot of leagues. He's, you know, he's been pretty good other than the Detroit game. And you got a great kicker. You got a kicker on a great offense. You never mind that with Crosby, Brandon McManus. All right. And then Dave, do we have any IDP? I don't have him right now. All right. We'll take a look at IDP in a little bit. Let's go to the games. New Orleans 30 and Minnesota 20 on Sunday night. 23 pass attempts for Drew Brees. 120 yards and eight 
fantasy points. Uh, is he a start going forward? Okay, this week you probably like him, but rest of season, do we like Drew Brees? Isn't this one of those anomaly games? It's not like he's been consistently disappointing us. Well, no, you have the three-game sample size, though, of Mark Ingram back, and it's been 30, 29, and 28 past times. And it's Plus, been, the defense has gotten better. And it's been 32, 20, and 8 fantasy points in those three games. So he's disappointed us in two of them. I, I think he's gone from surefire top five quarterback to who's he playing and where's he playing. Agreed. And the two that he was terrible at were on the road. Yeah. Uh, and 20 points at Baltimore, I guess by today's standards, is close to ter- – it's it's bad. It's not good. But uh, I don't didn't sink at, it. I disagree. At Baltimore, I think that's good. Okay, I'm I saying I, I just mean 20 points. 20 points. You're right. right. At yes. Baltimore, that is that is a solid performance. Uh, thoughts on he's Mark not, Ingram? The point is, is he's not going to get you eight points or 12 points every week. Well, no. And this should be a good week. Listen, if he stinks this week, then maybe we've got something to worry about. Mm-hmm. But I still see Drew Brees as a pretty much a must-start quarterback whenever he's at home, and certainly in this matchup. Well, fantasy owners don't think Mark Ingram is a must-start. He was started in 69% of leagues. Uh, do you think Ingram's a must-start guy? This week, yes. But, but yeah. is he another, like, week-to-week? I think it's going to be matchup dependent, but I think he's one of the best by-low candidates you can find. Schedule gets really good in yeah. a few weeks. And, you know, if if a bad game for him is what he gave you this past week, 90 total yards, that's a pretty good floor. Any yep. other thoughts on the Saints? Kamara's awesome. Don't worry about Michael Thomas. He'll have some monster games. Down Get Taysom Hill off the field. Yeah, it's that's pretty killer. annoying. Yeah, that's, that's another part of the reason for Breeze. It's a yeah. little part of the reason, but yeah, that's definitely. Well, I mean, that's hurting. a 44-yard pass that he threw to Michael Thomas, which Breeze probably hits him for a touchdown. He underthrew him. Yeah, he's a fantasy killer. He's a fun player, but he's a fantasy killer for sure. Uh, to the Redskins, to the Redskins, no. Kirk Cousins on the Vikings now. To the Vikings, Cousins had 24 fantasy points. He was started in 75% of leagues. Latavius Murray, tough matchup, but a good game. And, uh, you know, he's got Detroit this week, so Murray in line for good stuff. I almost hope Dalvin Cook doesn't come back, and I say that as a Cook owner in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah At least you know what you're getting with Murray, and he doesn't have to worry about sharing when it's going to be messy when they both are playing. Kyle Rudolph had a touchdown called back on a penalty. He's 91% he out of bounds. He, he did step out of bounds, and then he was the first to come back in and touch it. Um, are there any waiver wire tight ends you drop Rudolph for? I mean, in, in your 10-team scenario where Olsen's available, yes. How about McDonald? No. Uh, I'd rather start McDonald. I would, too, because he's already passed his bye week, and Rudolph still has his to come. I'll oh. take Rudolph against the Lions. Uh, forgetting this week, who do you like better rest of season? Because I know Doyle's on a bye this week. But Jack Doyle or Kyle Rudolph? Doyle. Doyle. Doyle for sure in PPR. Doyle rules. New England 25, Buffalo 6. 12 points for Brady. How about Breeze and Brady with duds? Um, I've got a stat of the game from CBS Sports HQ on Twitter. Hit me with it. Todd Gurley is still outscoring the Bills this season. Are you serious? Todd Gurley has scored 96 <laughs> points. The Bills have scored 87 points. That's awesome. He scored more touchdowns, I think, than the like three or four teams. I wonder where he ranks among quarterbacks. Can you guys look that up? Where's Todd Gurley among quarterbacks? 
You don't, yeah. He's, be- he's better he, than Josh Allen. He's not a quarterback. I know, but I want to know. I'm going to look that up. All right, give me your takeaways from New England 25, Buffalo 6, while I look up the greatness of Todd Gurley. Patriots good, Bills bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heath actually came into the office today um, singing the praises of one Isaiah Jones. I think Zay Jones has taken a step forward this year. It won't matter for fantasy because he's not going to have a quarterback. But in dynasty leagues, I'm, I'd, I'd be making a bait by low offer on him. I, uh, he, he's, he looks a lot better. It was a great game for Julian Edelman. Yeah, it was a great game for Julian Edelman. Uh, I think he was really uh, motivated by Larry Fitzgerald and knows that that bet's really starting to heat up. <laughs> Nine catches on ten targets, 104 yards. Yeah, and, and Gordon, so Josh Gordon, there are these rumors that he might get benched. He was late to some stuff. He he played plenty. Uh, six targets. I didn't see the final snap count, but he was definitely on the field a lot. Does anybody have the snap count there? Uh, four catches, 42 yards. But, yeah, this was a bad performance, but he did get a lot of Tredavious White uh, for sure. If they get Green Bay this week, that should be a much better matchup for him. Um, what, do you thought, what are your thoughts on Gordon versus Edelman rest of season? I like Edelman because I don't think his – role could be replaced by a trade or by someone else on the roster starting to play better. As long as Josh Gordon is a Patriot at 401 today and no other receivers have been traded there, I'll take Gordon and non-PPR, Edelman and PPR. Uh, yeah, I'm cooling my jets on Gordon. You are? Yeah. How come? Think about the only touchdown he scored was on you know just a chuck-it type play. Uh, that's the only one with the Patriots that he scored. And the targets haven't been huge. And I just, I feel like he's more of a number three receiver than a number two. Okay. And LaShawn McCoy, finally we'll wrap up this game talking about LaShawn McCoy, who said he's, he's having a bad year. He's very frustrated. I love the six catches for 82 yards, but 12 carries for 13 yards. With a long of 12. <laughs> wow. Trade him today, please. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful because the Bears this week, it's another tough matchup. Uh, you know, would you rather have Doug Martin or LaShawn McCoy rest of the season? McCoy. Uh, it, it, McCoy, but this just tells you where McCoy is. Yeah. Josh Gordon, by the way, 84% of the snaps. And Todd Gurley is the number blank quarterback, guys. What do you think? 18. Um, in PPR or non-PPR? It, there, it's a one spot difference. Fourteen. So, so answer the question. PPR. Um, I will say twelve. How about number two in in PPR? <laughs> he has in PPR. What? Patrick Mahomes has two hundred and sixty three points. Todd Gurley has two hundred and thirty three points in PPR. And he's number three in non. Yeah, behind Luck and Mahomes. Pretty incredible. It's amazing. And, and I look, by the way, at uh, Marshall Falk's year because Jamie, you said uh, he might not even be the most valuable Rams. You know, we're comparing him to to Falk might not be the most uh, valuable Rams running back in PPR history. Very similar pace. Although the one thing I didn't check was I, I looked at Falk's stats in his best year. I don't know if he played 16 games that year, but Gurley halfway through the year he is on pace. For 466 fantasy points in PPR, and that's right up there, maybe a little bit better 
than Priest Holmes, Ladanian Tomlinson, and maybe like a like a point or two worse, I think, than Marshall Falk, but really, really close. This is one of the great running back seasons in NFL history so far, at least yeah, in modern. It kind of stinks that he's going to come up short of those numbers because he's not going to play the last week and a half. Yeah, that, well, you root, root for the Saints then. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Uh, we gotta get to the waiver wire. We gotta talk about FanDuel. I gotta give out a big hearty congratulations to two people. I didn't mention this two weeks ago, but congratulations to AJ for winning our week seven contest, and congratulations to KBMent88 for winning the week eight contest at FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Here was the winning lineup that won $500. Uh, it was Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, Philip Lindsay, AJ Green, Larry Fitzgerald, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, you can have a dud and win five hundred bucks. OJ Howard. Oh no, he Goodwin had the what fifty five yard touchdown catch or something? Yep, one yes. catch. Yeah. Um OJ Howard, James Connor, and the Redskins DST. So congratulations. Uh it's really fun. There's no reason not to play. It's five dollars a week, whatever, man. Two hundred and forty two people won some money, including me and Heath last week. And, uh, and you can too. Five bucks to enter, fanduel.com slash FFT. It's about a 1200 person contest. More than 200 win. 500 bucks to first place. And you get to pick these all-star teams. Play the matchups and compete against us, compete against other podcast listeners. Meanwhile, if you go to fanduel.com slash FFT and make your first fanduel deposit, so if you're a new user, you get a five dollar bonus. You're a new user, you haven't done fanduel, you want to get into this contest basically for free? You go to FanDuel.com slash FFT, you make your first deposit, you get a $5 bonus, and then you can use that, those 5 bucks to enter our tournament if you'd like. This is for new users only. The bonus is not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. And for full eligibility rules, terms, and conditions, go to FanDuel.com. Let's look at quarterbacks on the waiver wire. All right, Fitzpatrick is uh, certainly worth discussing. At Carolina this week... Five straight quarterbacks or team QBs for Baltimore. They had Lamar Jackson and Flacco. Have scored 18 to 23 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against Carolina. That's fine. It's not special. It's fine. Uh, but Fitzpatrick in his first three games was out of this world. 49 points, 38 points, 30 points. How much faith do you have in Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? How much faith do you have in him rest of the season? Plenty of faith in him this week. And I really want to take it on a week-to-week basis with him because I, I don't think it's a lock that he's a starter for the rest of the season. He is by far and away the best option on the waiver wire. I would not be surprised by anything from negative six points to 42 fantasy points this week. <laughs> I'd start him over Matt Ryan. Wow. I also have him ranked higher than Matt Ryan. I don't, but I... uh I like it. He's a top twelve quarterback for me, and which we're I guess okay is pretty low. Dropping Winston, I assume. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some other guys. Who's number two on the waiver wire priority list? If we include a seventy-two percent owned Alex Smith, Derek no, Carr. not Alex Smith. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I, I would take Smith over Carr. Okay, uh, Carr. Smith. Smith has the Falcons. Carr has the Niners, and they're not very good against quarterbacks either. Josh Rosen is the only quarterback that did not score 20 points against San Francisco this year, but then he did it last week in the rematch. He's faced him twice, scored 23 points last week. So they struggle against quarterbacks. Uh, do, you, do you like Alex Smith or Derek Carr, or is that just bi-week blues? 
It's bye week blues. For me, they're both outside of my top 12, but I'll take, I'll take a quarterback that's got a chance at some upside with Derek Carr versus Smith, who hasn't put together a 20 point fantasy game since week three. And he's gotten 20 or more just twice, weeks one and three. Yeah. And no more than 23 for Smith in six point per passing touchdown leagues. <sighs> okay. We got Flacco. He's got Pittsburgh. He scored 26 fantasy points in the first meeting. The Steelers allow the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They have gotten better, though, in their last three games, which were against Ryan, Dalton, and Mayfield. Did pretty well against those guys. So Flacco's an option. Uh Dak Prescott. So firing the offensive line coach. He's playing a little bit better lately. Bringing in Amari Cooper. You know, Prescott, each of the last two seasons has been a starter. You know, he's been a top 12 guy. You think he could... That's the, you know, the standards are higher now, but do you think he could be like a top 15 guy rest of season? I think he'd be a top 15 guy. He's my favorite of this group. Um, and he's right very close behind Alex Smith for me. So I, Prescott, I think has 20, 22 points, uh, expectation this week. Okay. Prescott facing the Titans on Monday night. And the Titans, they allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but the good ones they've faced, Watson, Wentz, and Rivers scored 23 to 26 fantasy points. Solid games for them. So you're saying Prescott's your favorite of the Flacco Mayfield group? With is that what you meant by that group, Heath? Yes, the uh, Prescott Mayfield Flacco is how I rank them. Okay, I've got Flacco Prescott Mayfield, and uh, I've got Brock Osweiler ahead of all three of them. Really, against the Jets? Yeah, against the Jets, because it's the Jets. And also the uh, in that game, Sam Darnold is an option, and C.J. Beathard against Oakland on Thursday could be mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I like Beathard better than than all those guys and Alex Smith. I've got Smith one spot ahead of Beathard, and I might change that. So there too. is no consensus amongst our uh, outside the top twelve. It's it's a stinky week to look for quarterbacks if you can't get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I disagree. I think all these guys are intriguing. Yeah, but like I don't know how many of them are surefire. You're gonna feel great about starting them. I mean, it's a wing and a prayer with all these guys, except for Fitzmagic, and even him a little bit. Uh, any interest in Case Keenum against Houston? No. Okay. No. I'll take him over Marcus Mariota. You can drop Winston Bortles and Eli, and Dalton's on the drop list as well. He's on a bye this week, so it makes sense. He comes back in Week Ten with New Orleans. Do you think Dalton is a startable quarterback rest of the season? Because he just get, got rid of this stretch where he had amazing matchups. Um, what do you think about Dalton rest of the season? I'll start him next week. Okay, but he's yeah. not. But he's not like a must keep, right? No, not no. a must keep. Not a top twelve quarterback rest of season. But uh, a, a top fifteen, close to a top twelve. He's going to have some great weeks. Dave, I know we're going out of order here, but I forgot to get to IDP. You want to give us real, real quick uh, IDP? I do, but there's not a whole lot. Um, defensive line, if Kenny Clark is still out there, he's available in two-thirds of CBS leagues. He's been playing really well. Uh, for the second week in a row, Romeo Okwara for the Detroit Lions has been playing nicely. D Ford at linebacker, three of his last four games have been monsters for fantasy. Kyle Van Noy stepped up at linebacker for the Patriots. Mason Foster for Washington, kind of like his matchup against Atlanta. Jesse Bates, available in two-thirds of leagues at defensive back, had a touchdown last week. Even before then, was pretty involved in what the 
Bengals. Did I say Saints? I meant Bengals. Bengals defense has been up to. DJ Swearinger, still out there in 85% of leagues. He's been getting fantasy totalage. And this one will make you sick because this is a Saint. He used to be a Giant. <laughs> Eli Apple. Three straight games with uh, pretty good fantasy numbers available in 91% of leagues. Did you say fantasy totalage? Totalage. I like that. Is that like, is that like tutelage? No, nothing like tutelage at all. <laughs> I like that totally. In fact, I probably need some tutelage if I'm going to use words I like. I think our tutelage. listeners are under our tutelage, right? For right now, they are. I guess. So again, uh, defensive lineman Kenny Clark and Romeo Aquara, linebackers D Ford, Kyle Van Noy, and Mason Foster. Defensive backs Jesse Bates, DJ Swearinger, and Eli Apple. To the running backs, the running backs that are owned in more than 65 percent of leagues. That you could look at are, I put Deion Lewis on here, Doug Martin, and Jalen Richard, and Wendell Smallwood. Deion Lewis, Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, Wendell Smallwood. If these guys are on your waiver wire, who is your favorite? Uh, Martin on PPR, Richard PPR. All right. I might double back for Deion Lewis. He hasn't gotten hurt yet and played pretty well in his last game. Maybe the Titans come out of the bye week and feed him even more. Hope so. So, Peyton Barber or Doug Martin? Barber. Um, Martin. Uh, Barber now with the injury to Ronald Jones. We also talked about Devontae Booker. So, so Barber is the, the guy who's owning less than 65% of leagues. That's the top priority for Jamie. Um, I don't know if it's a tough matchup at Carolina. I think I it think might it be. Okay. I think it is too. It's not an easy matchup, but you got to look at what he's done to his last three games. So maybe they've turned the corner a little bit with their run offense. Sure. Now with their with their rush totalage. I hope so. <laughs> I the hope rushage. So. Uh, Devontae Booker. We talked about Houston's terrible against uh, pass catching running backs. Booker had nine carries and four catches. Uh, this is real. This is not an inspiring list of running backs. It's just not. Uh, Trenton Cannon and Elijah McGuire for the Jets. McGuire could be back this week. Josh Adams for the Eagles is 1% owned. Capri Bibbs for the Redskins is 3% owned. If Chris Thompson's out, Bibbs has an opportunity against a Falcons team that uh, has allowed two 100-yard receiving games to running backs, two touchdowns. James Conner had four for 75. Three running backs had nine or more catches. They really struggle against pass-catching running backs. So that's Capri Bibbs. And then, Heath, you're throwing uh, Frank Gore some love as well. Yeah, yeah, Frank Gore is actually my favorite running back under 65% this week. Okay, over Peyton Barber. Yep. That's just, it's just ugly. Yeah, this is, I'm not very it's, excited it's really, about the waiver wire this week. It's too bad to that it's honest. not like last week where we had just a bunch of names that we were really excited about. Oh yeah, Kenyon Barner, Raheem Boster, <laughs> Chris Ivory, it's good stuff. It was, that, that was impactful. But outside of Fitzpatrick, Who's on the waiver wire that's going to potentially save your season? DJ, give me more. Kiki QT. Give me. Kiki QT. Like he's DJ, give Mm -hmm. me more. I don't think we can confidently say QT until after the trade deadline or until we know when he's going to actually come back and play football. So DJ Moore might be the next best one, meaning that every running back that we just talked about doesn't really evoke much confidence edge. Like Anthony Miller, too. Yeah, and Miller at Buffalo this week. Does the Buffalo matchup scare you off Anthony Miller? No. Why don't we transition right into wide receivers here and just focus on them? I thought we already did. Yeah, running back, running back's done. We are officially going into wide receivers with, uh, with DJ Moore, with Anthony Miller, Kiki QT. 
I, I mean, Devontae Parker had a hundred. He had the most yards of any receiver this season against Houston. More than Beckham, more than Hilton. 134 yards on nine targets, six catches. A huge opportunity for him now. And a good matchup this week. Uh, although it's weird. You know, I think it's a good matchup, but over the last three games, only Adam Thielen has more than 55 yards against the Jets. Uh, could Parker be that, be a breakout? <laughs> Can he break out right now? Is this Devontae Parker's time? It's just, it's a little hard to say with what Kenny Stills status is. Which I think will impact him. And yeah. I still think there's like he's not quite as likely to get traded now, but I don't think it's out of the question in the next six hours. Yeah, all right. I mean, the trade deadline could be crazy, but we don't know what's going to happen. So as we do this show, I think we have to sort of treat it like these guys aren't getting traded. <sighs> Moore is the number one priority. Miller, QT, Parker, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. 10% own should be a high-scoring game at New England. Anybody taking a shot on Marquez Valdez Scantling? He played he played more snaps than Cobb and Allison. So um, same amount of targets as Cobb, four more than Allison. He's not going away. So it's going to uh, be a little frustrating. But you want pieces of great offenses, and if he's going to have a role that could expand as opposed to decline um, – I think after those first four guys, the rest of these guys, for the most part, are kind of like stash and see what develops. The other four, if QT plays in particular, you could potentially start this week. What if Cortland Sutton gets the opportunity? What if Demarius Thomas gets traded? With Sutton? Oh, he's first. Without question, he's first. Over DJ Moore, guys? Yes. Yeah, I'd put him over DJ Moore if, if Thomas is traded. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Adam. You know, I'm, I'm writing this Monday. You know, I'm going to have to redo a, a, a significant portion of this if there's trades, clearly. So, um, you know, there, there are obviously a lot of caveats to this. Like Chris Ivory's would, status would skyrocket if LaShawn McCoy is traded. Um, sure. You know, uh, I don't know what Edo Smith's ownership is, but if the Falcons decide to trade Tevin Coleman, which I don't think is a possibility, but, you know, just scenarios out there. Um, so, yeah, so Sortland would, would easily be the top guy. No trades yet, huh? No trades during the show? Mm, still got about 15 minutes. Let's go. Let's go, NFL. <laughs> Can I name another receiver that I think could be worth stashing? Yeah. He's been touchdown dependent over his last three games, but David give Moore me, has stood out. Moore. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, I, I think he might end up being the best receiver outside of Tyler Lockett in Seattle. I think he already is. Um, Doug oh, Baldwin you're burying Baldwin. You're burying him. Who, Baldwin? Yeah. It is what it is, man. I hate to say it too, because I I thought that coming off the bye, they'd really rev him up, and they didn't quite do it. He didn't get involved until I think late second quarter, and this is a team that wants to run anyway, so all their receivers are going to be a little risky. We already know that Russell Wilson is getting the job done as uh, incredibly efficiently as possible. So someone sent you trade off for David Moore for Doug Baldwin as a Baldwin owner. You accept it? I don't know if I'm keeping Baldwin on my team. I might either try and trade him or go and so somebody sent you that trade like off. You, you accept it? No, I don't think I'm going to do that because I can get David Moore off my waiver wire. But if I if I'm desperate for Ryan, so Fitzpatrick, would you drop Doug Baldwin to pick up David Moore? No, I'd probably go after some of these other receivers that we're talking about, though. I understand what you just said. Then I think he could be. I think because of the touchdowns, he can end up being better than Doug Baldwin rest of season. So who would you rather have rest of season? You're trying to talk me into saying David Moore. Well, I'm not, I mean, that's what you're saying, so say it. I might. Well, It I, depends on the league scoring, too, because I think Baldwin and PPR could also pick up some numbers, but in non-PPR, maybe that's the point I'm making. 
I mean, but like, come on. We know how fantasy works. You could have a feeling that David Moore is going to be better than Doug Baldwin, but you don't make that swap because Baldwin's in much more demand. If they're both sitting out on waivers, Baldwin's going to get picked up and Moore isn't. So it's not, it's not exactly the same thing. But I think they're both fringe bench guys. Uh, here's the matchup, right? This is a fun stat. They got the Chargers this week. Last three games against the Chargers, Amari Cooper, if you consider him the number one, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry, and Corey Davis have combined for six catches for 31 yards. Six catches for 31 yards in three games for the number one receivers. Meanwhile, Martavis Bryant, Damian Ratley, and Tajay Sharp have combined for 16 catches for 274 yards in those three games. So it's like the number two receivers are averaging five catches for 90 yards. The number one receivers are averaging two catches for 10 yards over the last three weeks. Also, Jordy Nelson caught a touchdown. That's the matchup for the for the Seahawks this week against the Chargers. Other guys to consider, Christian Kirk. He's on a bye, but he's playing well. Uh, Danny Amendola, Antonio Callaway. Callaway had six targets. He caught a touchdown last week. Five catch, caught five or six uh, targets. That's amazing for him. They have the Chiefs, who actually have been pretty good against wide receivers lately. Uh, Tyrell Williams is coming back from a bye. He's had 118 yards in two straight games. And uh, the two guys that I should have mentioned earlier that are owned in more than 65% of leagues that you want to keep an eye on are Larry Fitzgerald, 76% owned, going into a bye. You might be able to get him. And Sammy Watkins at 81% owned. Those guys are, seem like obvious ads right now. Uh, but, you know, we talked about more. Does anybody want to talk, expand on Christian Kirk, Amendola, Callaway, Tyrell Williams? Kirk okay. is still going to be an interesting part of that Arizona offense. He'll get some catches. So he's not a bad bench receiver either. Amendola is the one I'd prefer to start this week. Tight ends. Two tight ends that are widely owned, Greg Olson and Vance McDonald. Take a look at them. McDonald's 71% owned, so you might be able to get him. And again, both of them have good match, have good matchups this week. Jack Doyle, Chris Herndon. Herndon against the Dolphins, who have allowed four touchdowns to tight ends in their last three games. Uh, no tight end has more than 53 yards against the Dolphins this year, though. But Herndon, uh, certainly if, if Robbie Anderson's out again, Nunwa, be a good opportunity for Herndon. Ed Dixon caught a touchdown on two targets last week. Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown from Lamar Jackson. I mean, Pittsburgh's pretty bad against tight ends. Even safety valve caught a touchdown against Pittsburgh. But it's hard to predict which Baltimore what tight end's getting in. Jordan Thomas is at Denver. And it's, like, it's start your guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on the tight ends, guys? I mean, Doyle for the rest of the year is the clear head and shoulders above the rest of these guys. Um, Hernan and Thomas, the two I prefer this week. Yeah, I feel bad for the Earth's owner. Yeah, I still would look at Ed Dixon. You know, that's still a team that, as much as they're not throwing the ball a lot, they, you know, you had Disley early in the season. Dixon just scored a touchdown last year. Uh, you know, what, what Jimmy Graham and Luke Wilson combined for. So, yep. I, I yeah, think, they play think, a role. I think he's he's in the same conversation for me as Herndon, just because the targets aren't going to be much different. The only the only thing that bothers me with that, and I didn't even notice it when it was happening, but I, I noticed it yesterday when I was working on Week Nine stuff. Nick Vanette had more targets than Ed Dixon in that game. Well, it's his first game back after you know not playing, so right. I would imagine they're going to ramp him up a little bit. I don't think he's going to be a world beater by any stretch, but can, right. can can he be Herndon Thomas, Michael Roberts? You know these guys that find the end zone. And we saw last year with Carolina when he stepped in for Olsen. He had a couple of explosive plays. I believe one was against Seattle. 
these are bi week tight end guys Absolutely. anyway. I mean, we're just trying to survive until yeah. week 12, 13. It hurts so bad. Yeah, and it's just the Ertz and Ebron owners uh, that are really searching. The other teams on by, unless you've been relying on CJ Uzama. Uh, DST, the other teams are by are Arizona, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and the Giants. I think most people have gotten away from Evan Ingram. Uh, DSTs, Cowboys, Redskins, the Panthers. The Panthers are number 13 in weekly scoring. And they could go either way, cause you just, you don't know what Fitzpatrick's gonna do. Uh, they could go either way for the Panthers. The Chiefs, Dave said he likes the Chiefs. The Dolphins and the Jets face each other, and both those DSTs could be worth streaming. But do we like the Dolphins better than the Jets? Yes. It's scary. For DST purposes, yeah. But in general, nah. Okay. Hey, two other IDPs. Joey Bosa, Deion Jones. Both could be returning pretty soon. So, Deion Jones, Joey Bosa. Nice. Emails. Let's read some emails. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Uh, this is from Matt in a place by the Jersey Shore. Uh, the Jersey Shore? Yeah, I don't know. Dear yeah. Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco, Pete Prisco, and Pete Prisco. A lot of drinking. That's a lot of drinking. That's what he said. Grade the trade, PPR. Give up. Le'Veon Bell and Amari Cooper. Get Michael Thomas. I like it if you're getting Thomas. He is. Yep. Good. A minus. From Jordan, from a small city near the big city. Uh, let's go with White Plains, New York. No Sleepy Hollow? I mean, you really want me to start you know saying Sleepy Hollow every time? To be in Sleepy Hollow on Halloween. Like we owe in Halloween. We are the capital, the Halloween capital of America. That's great. Yeah, it he is. He'll probably never be there on Halloween then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dear Walter, Gus, Saul, and Jesse. That how, would be uh, yeah. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. How many of you have seen Breaking Bad? Have you guys seen Breaking Bad? I've watched I have, the entire series. I have uh, you, seen very, very little of it. And I'd like to start watching Ozark. I really would. It looks excellent. It is very good. Yeah. I, I started watching um, The Haunting of Hill House yesterday. We only got about 15 minutes in. It was solid. It was a good start. All right. Which two running backs would you start this week? Aaron Jones, Isaiah Crowell, and uh, Alex Collins. The first two. Yep. Matt from Outlandish, Arkansas. Is that a place? No. Can I finally drop Ronald Jones yes. in, in my dynasty league? No. <laughs> okay. No. No. Also, Ebron or Doyle rest of season. I'll go Ebron. Jim from Phila. P-H-I-L-A. Are either Shepard or Christian Kirk droppable for Parker, Corey Davis, Cortland Sutton, Kiki Cutie, Traquan Smith, etc.? For several of those guys, I would say yes, because you might need bi-week replacements. Who's so, yeah. who's more droppable, Sterling Shepard or Christian Kirk? Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Okay. From Dorian. I need help with a Marlon Mack trade. It's PPR. Should I trade Marlon Mack for either T.Y. Hilton or Brandon Cooks? Yes. I'd rather have both. But look at his current running backs. Do you think that he has enough depth? Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, and Marlon Mack. Plenty of depth, yes. Alright, I think I'm I'm good here. I think we're good. Shortest no, wire no show. No team name Tuesday? No team name Tuesday. We gotta go by. 
All right. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Heath. Bye, Dave. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday with the most fun show ever in our trade deadline recap.